0: Welcome to the Millennial Girl Way, the show that highlights millennial women doing the damn thing. I'm your co-host, Bray Creech. And I'm your co-host, Shay Harkness. And we want to thank you ladies for tuning in with us today. Um, I know all of our episodes are specifically for you ladies, but this one is, you know, a topic that tends to get Shay and I's blood boiling. Um Mainly because you know we're all about women and you know women empowerment, I mean that's what we're here to do um empower you ladies, and you know it's just the world that we live in can be a little undeserving, you know, and for women, especially, I mean the history of what we' what we've faced, and then you know let's get into what black women have faced, you know something we're noticing is that our struggles um with men you know and and we're going to talk about our black men specifically um they haven't seemed to let up and you know i think as we try to kind of transition into you know adulthood and we're able to have a better lens on the way that men um reference us speak about us you know act towards us um speak to us you know and then even deeper than that just the way society acts towards black women it's it can be very um hurtful and and also very eye-opening you know because we would like to think that you know our black men specifically are for us and they're put on this earth to protect us um and sometimes we just we don't get that we don't um, see it, Yeah. Sometimes. we don't see it so you know today we just want to talk about a few issues that we've seen and you know discuss the the various warfares that you know we as black women have faced from you know the physical the mental and then of course the societal and try to figure out why that is you know dissect you know why this is happening to us um and then hopefully find a way to come out of it and, you know, discuss how we can really step into um, our power and and reclaim um, that power that women have and were born with, you know?
1: Yeah. And let me just start off by saying that this subject can be very touchy because, yeah. you know, many it's a very divisive <laughs> subject. You know, people feel um very strongly one way or another. And I also, you know, sometimes skirt around these type of conversations because I don't want it to turn into a like bashing session or just seem like right. I'm like angry at the world, which is what people <laughs> like to um paint us as when we have very strong opinions about this type of subject. Um, mm-hmm. but that's not what this is. You know, I think that men at their best could be very, very important staples of you know first of all our lives our community our society but we also have to acknowledge that there are a lot of things that go on that are lacking you know in regards to how women are treated how women are respected how women are loved how Mm -hmm. women are uh, uplifted um and all that is very important in order for the community to to function correctly, there has never been any major gains throughout <laughs> history without the help of women. And not even just the help; sometimes it's the leadership mm-hmm. of women. Let's be clear about that. So, I, what I want people to understand, and you know, it's, it's taken me a while to come into to that understanding. I think throughout my young uh, adulthood, adolescence, or whatever, that we are really powerful and everything yeah. in. The- world is flipped up on on top of its head by making us feel like we aren't or putting us in positions where we don't have, we're not given the same access to power. And I think that is by design, right? Because it's not by nature. It's all by design. We are strong. Our bodies are strong. We are meant to bring life into this world. So that, Mm -hmm. that in itself is very powerful. So let me just you know, start by saying that. So just over the last couple of weeks and months with the Black Lives Matter movement and protests, I mean, we've seen some really disheartening things going on in the midst of so much progressiveness, you know. I think mm-hmm. that black people really want to see justice done and served. We really want to be able to get ahead and really we want what's deserved. Um but, in saying that there are pockets of our community who are still with the b s you know, for lack of better terminology, yeah. um, for instance, you know, I still see people on social media or just you know little video clips of physical violence um you know, towards women. um I remember there was a, a big thing on Twitter where a black woman was thrown in a dumpster by a group of black men. Um, I don't know if they were, were they younger, older, Bray? I'm not sure. I think they were a little younger. They looked but, younger. Yeah, but still, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> um, laughing and, you know, saying really rude things mm-hmm. to her as she was being thrown into the dumpster and while she was still in the dumpster. And this was at the height of the movement. Mm-hmm. And as a fellow black woman, just to see that was like
0: I was angry to be honest. I yeah. Know. And even us just trying to figure out were they young, were they old, like it it also just highlights that this is not even about a specific age group. You know, we have young men who are acting this way towards women who are only going to grow and continue um, you know, to push this kind of, you know, hate towards black women.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, let's not take out the old men either. I mean, they're included as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. at this day and age, you know, it's like there are older men who are very disrespectful can be very disrespectful, very hurtful. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of, I think what's the most disheartening thing to me is that it's accepted among them.
0: Mm -hmm. Men, Do not check each other.
1: No, there's no accountability.
0: No, none.
1: They none. would
2: rather go along to get along with each
1: other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There is no hey, amen. Like, maybe you should think about this before you do this. Maybe you didn't act the right way in this situation. For them, it's like, oh, that's my dog, I'm riding, you know, regardless. The
0: the guy code, the bro code, like that shit is serious it's serious and unfortunately in that code there is no say so about what uh an upstanding man should do and how he should protect women we're not in there (laughs) so if we're involved and they have to choose unfortunately the bro code prevails and because we're nowhere within that there's no protection for us and they're not going to check each other on it
1: no they're not but no You know, I have my thoughts on the bro code too, Mm. Um, um, but (laughs) I don't know if that's another conversation for another day or should I just go ahead and just go ahead. I feel like it's fake, you know, I Mm. think that it's purposely put together like that. Like it's like a facade for Mm -hmm. women to feel like, oh, you know, there's no way that you can get into this bro code among men or I don't want to say get into this bro code but there's no way that a woman's power could ever um negate their bro code which is not true because mm-hmm. at the end of the day <laughs> we all know that if a man wants a woman and another man wants that woman there is no bro code bro okay. code yeah
0: So let's well, get that straight <laughs> Exactly and I think that speaking of the bro code I think the difference too is just th- the structure, we have to understand, I think, as women, like, the structure of the code does not make a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it's not even worth thinking that deeply into it, because I think even the basis for what it's on, there's... A lot of logic that is lacking in it. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing of like, okay, well, what happens when there's a woman that both men want? Oh, all of a sudden that code doesn't matter. To me, that just means that it's not necessarily a facade. It's just ill thought out. And it's and it's strategic in the sense that they've created it to try and put this divide for women, but it only applies when they want it. When they want it to, yes. So they get to pick and choose. And the, the reality and the connection to this conversation is that men choose to use it against women. women. Yes. And, you know, they they will break it down when they're trying to pursue women. And that mm-hmm. only has us, that brings us back to, well, where does the power lie with women?
1: women. Yeah. I mean, and, and it is not even just about... Um, it's not even just about women either. I think codes can yeah. be broken based on men being, you know, wanting to one-up another man. Yeah. Or if a man has more resources than another man, that could break down the code. Like there are so many, because at the end of the day, humans are humans. You know what I'm saying? So
2: mm-hmm. all
1: those negative emotions that people sometimes have still exist within men. And I think that women don't yeah. understand that sometimes as well. It's, it's, it's a facade, you know? Um, yeah. So let's just be clear. Um, yeah. it, like you were saying, Bray, it is used against women, but back to the, the, what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I saw like the dumpster thing. And then I also saw that a black woman was hit, um, in the face with a skateboard for denying uh, a man's advances and mm-hmm. it was black woman and a black man. And mm-hmm. she was hit in the face for that. And, you know, it's just really scary to think about because how many times have you had to say like, you know, oh no, <sighs> I got a boyfriend or, oh no, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is not for me right now. Or, you know, you've had to deny someone. um, And it's not anything personal. Sometimes you really just, yeah, you just, you can deny a person's advances without being attacked for it. And let me just say that, I have experienced something like that at a much more minor scale, but twice in my life. I, when I was younger mm. in the mall, um, this guy wanted to talk to me. I was with my sister. I was like, no, you know, he pushed yeah. me. That was one time. So then mm. my sister, like, you know, it's just me and her. So she was like, you know, you're not about to touch my sister. And it became yeah. this whole big thing. And then another time when I was, um, I was younger as well. I think I was in college. Someplace. Yeah at the club or the hookah bar and um this guy I mean it was like a gang of dudes too you know (laughs) and he wanted to talk to me and I was like no you know I have a boyfriend blah 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 he pushed me into a hookah table and the hookah fell on some of the customers you know the people who were at the Mm -hmm. table And, and so I again was with a gang of Females. It was a lot of us though. And, you know, they all were just kind of like, look, we can go to war right now because, and that's all because I said, oh, no, like, you know, I'm good. And was trying to keep it moving. He pushed me as I was walking away. So my point is, no, I wasn't hit in the face with a skateboard. And I'm pretty sure that every woman has had instances where, you know, someone has kind of gotten a little crazy because you deny a man. That's very scary for a woman. I don't think that men understand that, but we shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to feel like, dang, my life might be on the line if I do not want this man.
0: Exactly. And what, you know, what, what always hurts me is that in situations like this, there's never just one man around. So just like you said, you're in a public situation where there's a gang of men. Are you, are you not going to check your homeboy? You mean to tell me that out of 10, let's say it's 10 men, Mm -hmm. one of them, his mind clearly is not right. All 10 of your minds are not right. There's not one man in this crowd that's going to stand up and be like, yo, that was too much. Exactly. It's ridiculous. And I saw, you know, it's crazy. There was this post, um, it was a tweet that I saw online and um, You know, a man had said, you know, why do women know ahead of time, like when, when you give a number, right? Like, why do y'all be giving numbers and then don't want to say nothing after da-da-da-da? And a, a woman, it was two Black people, and a woman, <clears throat> she responded and she said, because we don't want to risk our lives when we say no. So it's exactly. easier to say, okay, here, take my number and let you think everything's hunky-dory and then go ahead and block you when I'm in a safe, confined space. And I felt that. And I was like, you know what? That shit is real. It's, it's real. real. I've we can walk of- <laughs> down the street. Exactly. And yes, in in public situations, see, and you were in a public situation. hmm and in a, in a, an environment where you wouldn't have even thought that a man would dare to put his hands on yeah. you. And he still had the audacity to. So think about how when we're walking alone or, you know, when I'm walking in the city, I'm walking to the subway at 1 a.m. Like, and a man's trying to talk to me, I'm not concerned about whether I like him or not or whether I'm single or not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, now I need to make sure that this does not ex- escalate because I have nothing no one around to protect me and it okay. should not be that way because in theory you know and and we've been um in scenarios where men have stood up so again like we're saying oh, yeah for sure it's for not sure. it's not a situation of all men are like this I mean I will never forget in college when we were on the subway <clears throat> and it was this man trying to like say stuff or whatever and we were just like nah yeah leave us alone he pulled out money was just being very inappropriate and irate and was cursing getting in our faces and two other men who were on the train got up was like you need to calm down literally one of them followed him off the train and was like, you need to get off. This is your stop. Yeah. And they basically protected us. And I will never forget that day. Like it's engraved in my head. I remember what we were wearing. I remember the subway. I remember all of the men. Why? Because that was an instance where these men stood up and was like, no, mm-hmm. this yeah. is not okay. You know? And, and I appreciate men like that. And I, it reminded me that not all men are here to attack us in brutality. Um, And it's refreshing to see when men can understand, like, this is not right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that they have a place to stand up.
1: You know what? We've run into a lot of situations, though, where it could have Mm -hmm. turned out worse. um, Yeah. If if the man involved wasn't who he was, if that makes sense. You know, so um, I am definitely not saying that it's 100% across the board. I've never thought that. Um, but I will say that this is, these are things that do happen and they do need to be acknowledged, you mm-hmm. know, and called out because it can be very, uh, it can be very scary, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't want to talk to everyone you know I'm saying like (laughs) that's just nothing and you have a right to not want to right and on top of that and see I used to think like when I was younger I was like you know I'm a pretty chill person right so if I don't want to talk to someone I'm not going to get loud and be like oh no like why are you trying to talk to me like like Mm -hmm. no I would just be like no you know I'm good no thanks thank you (laughs) for the compliments enjoy your day Mm -hmm. And so, like, when people would still get a little um, irate with me, I'm like, like, why? I don't understand. Like, I'm not being rude to you. I'm not being extra, you know, whatever. But honestly, I don't think it matters whether you do one or the other. No. I I am tired of this notion that for for a woman to be respected, you have to act a certain way. And I used to think Mm -hmm. that, too, when I was younger. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm... If you be ladylike or if you do this or you do that, then these certain things shouldn't happen to you. And as I've grown up, I don't think that that's the case at all because people would treat you how they want to treat you, regardless of what you put out into the world. And once I came into that understanding, you know, I realized that my power just has to do with me and, like, how I feel and what I think. Um, And as well, you know, women there should the the thing is I think that there should be a I don't know like a a a protocol for how you act you know with the sexes
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: I think that there's a real lack there um I don't know but you were telling me about uh men surrounding a woman that you saw like in her car and screaming at her and yelling at her or whatever yeah
0: know. it it just it was a video it's just it goes back to that whole like it was a a gang of men mm-hmm. and you know they were blocking her from passing and literally she just wanted to leave and you know it just it really just is sad when it's a group of men I think because then it, it's it's easy to point like one person not everybody is perfect right everybody has their flaws but when it's like a group of I mean at this point I think this video maybe it was like 25 30 men Mm -hmm. really is this necessary yeah um you know and I just and I think that dealing with speaking about you know this physical warfare right like you know moving past that you know, there's also the mental warfare that we go through, and I think that you know, while not everybody can relate to maybe the physical um, experiences, it really starts with what led someone to physically want to hurt a black woman. Something mentally is 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 unrooted, right? And so we think about the mental warfare that we face happens almost every day on social media, like I think we've I've seen that more so than I have the physical, you know, just within this last year, and <laughs> just thinking about this always just annoys the hell out of me. the whole Terry Cruz situation he's been in the news a lot for just his <laughs> comments about blackness and black people in general. Yeah. But what really irked me was that whole situation he had with Gabrielle Union. You know, and just this this notion of going out of your way to not support your black sister, but then turn around and say that you're for black people. Please stop. Please to stop. To
1: Validate someone else's feelings
0: and experiences. That's experiences really what it is. Yeah. exactly. And had that been had that been uh, um, someone of another race talking about your experiences when you when time was up and you talked about your sexual abuse, did people sit around and converse and say that, you know, well, I knew that person too. And like, I didn't experience it. No, people rallied behind you. People felt for you. Why? Because naturally people rally behind men. And then if we're talking about just the black community, black men, but when we, when we change the, the, The narrative about women all of a sudden that whole notion has been lost let me actually take that a step further um
1: black women really are the ones who rally behind rally because Mm -hmm. i remember that whole thing too and there were a lot of black men saying Oh, you know, as a big black man, he let someone, you know, touch him there. Well, that's the homophobia
0: in the black community, too. Right. Thank you.
1: So, but it wasn't, mind you, it wasn't black women saying like, oh, you know, this big black man, like he let someone touch him. We were like, okay, we understand the situation. Empathetic. I'm not saying that it was 100% black men across the board, but there was a good subset of black men being like uh this don't really make sense to me like i don't really i'm not mm. down with it because why would he let a man touch him so for then for him to and and that's what i mean like driving the point home yeah men by and large were behind him so for then you two black women were by and large behind him so then for him to turn around and try to ga- invalidate gabrielle union's experience was just a slap in the face like it always is, always is. this doesn't ha- this is not the mm-hmm. only time this is happened. i can bring up many, many, many hundreds yes. of instances where this has happened where we rally behind people who don't care about our experiences, who don't mm-hmm. put themselves in our shoes or who aren't empathetic to all that we experience. Because what people don't understand is that not only are we women yeah. we're women first. Women have always been subjugated throughout history. Yeah. And then we're black on top of that. So you have two major arcanas of subjugation against you. Yeah. But yet, when it's time to rally and get things done, you mm-hmm. see these murals of these young Black women leading the Black Lives Matter mu- movement. When it's time to get shit done, everybody want to look to the Black woman. Thank you. When it's Thank time you. to uphold the Black woman, no one, no one. No like, one's fucking, inside. Crickets. Crickets crickets you ain't know?
0: nobody here or heard ain't nobody seen and it's ridiculous it's ri- <laughs> it's ridiculous they make it seem like it's such a difficult thing to do now black women first of all that not every black woman out here is like all I love all I want black men black men black men black men that's not true for some women but in uh-huh. this, you know you know who said this and I was like you know what mm. The whole 50 Cent Exotic Women thing. Y'all are up on current events. You know what he said. You know what's going on. If you don't, go look for it. Tori Hart, she did a video and she said, listen, my problem with my Black men is why is it so hard for y'all to just keep your mouths closed? As a Black woman, I've experienced men of other races. Exactly and experience them deeply. And I do not have the, the um, this dire need to then sit on this platform and say to y'all that, oh, well, you know, white men, they do it better for me. Black men, oh, disgusting. the no, why do you have to tear us down to promote something else? It's like, <laughs> It's like they lack the, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's it's not that difficult, you know? And it, and it just, it's really confusing to me because the 50 Cent situation, the Terry Cruz situation, you do not have to invalidate. Like you were saying earlier, you don't have to in- invalidate somebody else in order to speak your mind about something.
1: Well, I think that that is just a symptom of deep, deep insecurity. Insecurity,
0: yep. Yeah, and
1: it's funny that my my father is actually the one who told me this, too. And he was like, you know, (laughs) I sit around like he's like, you know, when I sit around with my black friends or whatever, my dad is black. So, you know, whatever. He's like, when I sit around with my boys, um, like a lot of the time we're talking about women or like, Mm -hmm. you know, things that they've how they either, you know, got over on women, how they play women. He's like, when I was younger, <laughs> like, that's what they would talk about. He's like, you know, too, you know, some of the conversation would be about, you know, how to get up in the world or whatever, but he's like a big part of our confidence came from how we could get over on women, play them, make them feel like, you know, we're all they need and all that stuff. Mm. And then he was like, when I sit around with, other racism is though, that's probably the least, <laughs> like, that's not the topic that is at hand. And he's like, you know, it's about other shit, like politics, what's going on in the world, finance, like all that type of stuff. And not to say mm-hmm. that by and large, that's the conversation that black men have either. I mean, I, I can't right. say that, but I will say that that is something that he's told me about what happened yeah. when they were younger. So it's like, A lot of that insecurity comes from the fact that as Black people in general, like, we're put in the lower levels of society. And for men, if they don't have any real power in that way, then the only way for them to feel power is to... It shouldn't be the only way that they feel power. But obviously, I mean, shit you see different patterns over and over again. You kind of have to understand where that's coming from. And I think it is coming from the fact that the only only way that they feel like they can have real power is to subjugate us, is to make us feel like we aren't worthy or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Because like you were just saying, regarding the the 50 cent and low income, there are no reason, there's no reason why you can't just like what you like. Put that out into the world. You know, we can see the pictures that you, we can see the relationships that you're in. So we know
2: what you like.
1: You don't have to say, oh, you know, these women are more than what you can find with little hood buggers, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't find no like girl like that from the hood or you can't find blah, blah, blah. First of all, there are more than, there black women aren't just uh, existing in the hood. That's number Mm -hmm. one too so let's get that straight and then Mm -hmm. two even if we were even if we were is that not where you came
0: from too thank you and and that's you know i like that you mentioned preference because i think that the the conversation tends to get clouded when people want to talk about well dash is what he likes please miss me with that bullshit because there's a difference between stating what you like and trying to create this narrative that makes it seem like Black women are lesser, are lesser than.
1: And all of these women want to. look First of all, Black women come in so many different shapes. Thank colors, you. Sizes, hair textures. You can find mm-hmm. everything. Me and you, Bray, both bully really Black women. Me and you look completely, completely different. different. Completely. Exactly. completely different. So what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. You and it's funny because it's like they think that all that black women have only experienced black men. Let me let you know, sweetie, that we haven't, right? We have a lot of experiences, you know what I'm saying? But we aren't here bashing you guys, yeah. The day that we do, the day that we do, Mm -hmm. y'all ain't gonna know what the hell to do. That's what you know, yeah. But let's just be factual.
0: And it's sad because of, of everything that we experience, of everything that we go through for, from them and for them, we still don't fix our lips to say half of the shit that they say. And it, and it really is just, we were talking about that Jill Scott issue earlier with the football player who, you know, wanted to comment on her looks. And I don't people are really attracted to Jill Scott. Yes, the fuck First they are. All, Jill Scott is fine. She's Scott is fine. Like, you crazy. You are crazy. People were tuning in when her and Erica Badu got up on that um little live stream, men and women were tuning in to see and and gawk at these beautiful black women. So let's not. Let's not. And then trying to create this narrative like people who do find her attractive like, oh y'all must be crazy. Don't get it twisted. She may not be your flavor, but she's 99% of everybody else's. Exactly and they and they do that purposefully and publicly because they want people to feel just as insecure as them. Mm-hmm. Because you know right now that if you and your homeboys walk past Jill Scott, she would not pay you the not time of time day. No.
1: Any mind. No.
0: Any mind. And that bothers you. Same thing with 50 cent. You know, you want to talk about air quotes exotic woman. I remember the comedian Jesse Wu. She was like, "Well, she was interviewing with um Nick Cannon." And she was like, "Well, let's open up a dictionary." <laughs> and find out what the word exotic means from an, uh, another land. So while y'all are placing exotic on this physical attribute, really it just has to do with where this person is from. So what the, what are you even talking about?
1: They're and just a lot they of time, these
0: girls be from the same place. But that's what like I'm they're, saying. They're what is exotic <laughs> exactly? And it's not and it's just like, you know, they spend all their time focusing on how to create a divide amongst women because then what that does is that has you know there's a lot of women who are focused on um achieving the male gaze right so yeah. now what they've done is they've created this divide amongst women who now want to try and appeal to these men which is <laughs> crazy in itself because I always say like First of all, a little Wayne couldn't even get a normal ass woman come on let's just be thank honest. you even like, a fifty cent. Thank the, you. Like the stuff he says, the thing I always tell you know, I tell my younger sisters when I talk to my friends, I'm like, listen. Especially when I'm judging a man, I judge him based on the things that he says about other women, the the us. way that he treats mm-hmm. other women, the way that he speaks about black women, the way that he speaks about his mother yeah. if his mother mm-hmm. is present, the way that he, you know, you you. It's not about what he does for you because I look at Fifty Cent's girlfriend. No shade to her, but sis, he's very inappropriate, and the way that he speaks about women is not okay. And yet, you go home and you lay with this man. How, how, how do you compartmentalize? Does I he think then same
1: way about you. About you,
0: and that's the thing, and that's why you know this this conversation is is speaking to women in you know at what point are we going to hold ourselves accountable? We have to. For the men that we give our attention to exactly we 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 have to start looking at ourselves yes and that's why I like when people stand up and you know why Tori Hart got online and was like let me just say this and why Jesse Wu was she said about exotic women and why Amanda Seals is very you know pointed in what she says because we need women to stand up and and call these men out and make it clear to them that this is not okay and mm-hmm. and the longer that we continue to allow that behavior and you know we allow these people to talk about us this way, the longer this is gonna go on for
1: exactly and and let and let me just say this in- re- in regards to those comments as well too. Yeah. let's take it a step further. Look at the staple of women that they date though you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like. I think deep down it's like they know <laughs> that a self-respecting normal woman probably wouldn't give them the time of day money or not mm. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's just I just really feel like I don't know. It's just a, 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 it's really just a way to um to really down us and make us feel yeah. like again like we're not worthy or something is wrong with us. All of these, a lot of these women, exotic, whatever you want to call them, they get features that come from us, not the other way around. Yeah. And we are the most exotic of all, being that there is so much variety Variety. in us. That's black men and women, you know? So to, to, to see those type of comments and to hear that type of stuff, and it's been going on for years and years, you know? I think people are at a point where it's just like, no one cares about what you like. Yeah. No one cares. You can like what you like, but but don't sit and say like, oh, you know, these women, they these black women, they, they ain't nothing. Because yeah. really that is the narrative. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? White people love to see that too. Mm-hmm. White people love to see that because as long as there's like more inner strife between ourselves they can continue to pull the wool. yeah I mean that's another part of the conversation but what we're what we are talking about is that black men feel very comfortable doing this over Mm -hmm. and over and over again and still expecting our loyalty and a good subset of us still give it to give it without them being worthy and that's what I'm done with you know well, I've, I really yeah. never have been that way.
0: But regardless, I'm loyal to who's loyal to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're done with seeing that because I think that's really my issue now these days, like, you know, being on social media and, um, you know, just following other like minded women empowerment pages and, um, you know, uh, feminine pages and, you know, just this fem mindset. And I see the things that we say and it 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 breaks my heart honestly because it's like, you know, we do have a lot to give and I think sometimes we overgive and we give to people who are undeserving. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that it sucks because I love my black men, um but at at what point is it becoming a detriment to yourself? And you know, we're not saying like <laughs> no longer, you know, support them or give to them or whatever, but it's just like we have to be selective and be um intentional with who we're giving our time and our focus and our fight for because like we talked about earlier, you know, men look to us <laughs> to fight for them. And as women, I think, you know, the first step is making sure that we are Fighting for men who are also fighting for us. Mm -hmm. And if he's not for you and he's not fighting for us. So people like, you know, 50 Cent and Terry Crews, they're canceled. That football player, they're canceled. Because when they're going through something, they're going to want Black women to rally up and support. When 50 Cent put out his show and his audience is majority Black and there's Black women He's looking for us to support, correct? When he's putting out his new liquor, he wants women to support, correct? Oh, drink it with your girls, correct? No, 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 no. Turn to the same women that you turn your preference into a priority and a necessity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't turn towards me because I don't got it. I don't have it. I don't have the energy. And we, none of us should have the energy anymore to support these men who will not support us and, and will publicly bash Bash us because it's, it's you know, it extends beyond just being able to support us. It's just like they really are comfortable with sitting around and having these conversations, and they're having these conversations publicly. You know, you talked about your dad having them privately, but these are men who are on public platforms, mm-hmm. you know, having these conversations about us,
2: yeah. And you
1: know, I think that also. We've kind of been raised to put ourselves um, last, you know, like our nature last. So it's very hard to break away from that paradigm and to understand why we're raised certain ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, again, it's just as simple as a a girl not not being... um, Brought up to really understand her tuition and intuition and to go with that first, you know naturally, there are certain vibes and certain things that you you get from people um as a woman, I think everybody, but as a woman, you know that there's just certain things you felt about a person, and you really, really couldn't understand it, but it's there, right, but we're taught mm-hmm. to go against that, like, oh no, you know what I'm feeling is not really true, and then you end up getting yourself into a situation and yeah. it's like. Damn, I should have just went with like what my gut was telling me from jump. Right? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're raised to not not really um, understand the the woman's nature or to go against that, and we get into these these um, places of entertaining people who should have never had our time in the fir- in the first place, or even going against each other as women and not sticking up for each other and sticking up for men who still who wouldn't do that to us. You know, Mm -hmm. my mom always used to say, you know, some people care about people who wouldn't even piss on them if they were on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's true. And I think that what you have to do is break away from that narrative. People who, you know, show you that you're, they don't care about you or they don't want you around. They don't want to see you good. They don't want to see you happy. They don't want to bring light into your life. Leave those people the hell
2: Mm -hmm. behind. Um, Yeah.
0: And that, that goes for anybody, (laughs) anybody, 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 Anybody.
1: friends, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and it can be very hard to do, but I think that that is kind of what we need to understand. Yeah.
0: No, I, I 110% agree. And I think the way you do that first is recognizing all that you have to offer, because I think once you have this self-realization, um, that you are worthy of more or better in your life, it'll be, it's easier to cut those people out. But I think when you, when you shield yourself behind these walls of, you know, everything that you were raised on, the reality is a part of like, just adulting and like womanhood I've learned is We're kind of getting to that age now where we're breaking out of the things that we were just taught growing up. I think, you know, a part of who I am as a woman these days is less about, you know, my my mother raised me to be one way, right? She raised me to, to be able to navigate through life. Now that we've emerged and, you know, we're adults, now it's really important for us to, to focus on what is the life that I want for myself? Who are the people that I want around me? You know, and then really understanding that all of those things are in your direct control,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but also acknowledging that because they are in your control, it's up to you to make those changes, Because if you're not willing to hold these people accountable, and today we're talking about men, if you're not willing to hold men accountable, and not just men, hold your friends who deal with these type of men accountable. Because I know for me, like, I personally don't have any friends who I see are in situations where these men are, you know, this disrespectful um, or this hateful towards us, but I know I'd speak up if I did. Mm-hmm. you know because the same way we want to look for men to hold each other accountable i also want to make sure that i'm holding myself and my friends and the people that are dear to me accountable for letting these type of men in their sphere yeah and
1: and holding other women accountable too
0: right um, exactly holding yeah. people you know whether we have a, a connection or not um you know just holding society accountable as well you know not being afraid to speak up right i
1: I think too, though.
0: Um,
1: th- there are some there are some things that we need to hold each other accountable for as well, because there is a lot of stuff that I see yeah. that is going on, and I'm like, mm.
0: in the female community you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether
1: that's just the general, um, whether that's just general like. The way we come at each other each other or you know how we don't support each other sometimes i think we're kind of getting we're getting much better at that now but i think that you know for a long time it just has been so much competition and not understanding that womanhood is something that is important um from a universal standpoint like yeah, we need to get that together We there is no mm-hmm. competition because as long as you're competing you won't ever be advancing you know and I think mm-hmm. we're understanding that I think that especially as black women um, there are large pockets of us who are coming together and understanding that it really is a community um, just certain depictions of us in society and like how I think that some of us as Black women are pushing this narrative that we can only be viewed in one way. Um, and a lot of that is very sexually. Not that that's a problem. Part of being a woman is being very sexual in nature, but I think we have to know the the balance, right? Yeah.
0: You yeah. have to know the balance. For sure, and I think this this journey, you know, the rallying of women, I think will make it a lot easier because there's a lot of things that we have to get through. You know, there, there's the relationship we have with, you know, men, there's relationships that we have with our families. There's the relationships that we have amongst other women. There's the way society handles us. Like, you know, it, it's very similar to the Black Lives Matter movement in the sense that, there's not just one thing that's happening, and so while this conversation is very specific, you know, there's a lot that ha- that needs to be done. You know, both with mm-hmm. our interactions with men, but also with each other. Um, you know, and hopefully, we can all find ways to like work on those things collectively um and understanding the importance of all of them and the importance of how all of those things need to be faced head-on and tackled and overcome in order for us to have um a more harmonious society and really community you know because mm-hmm. you know my focus is really for you know our brothers and sisters so
1: right exactly i mean um, and we only talk about it because it's important and we care yeah <laughs> um, yeah Okay. But um, so, I mean, you know, in saying all of that, I think that there are many ways that, you know, women can protect themselves and even rise into their own power, which is yeah. really important. I think rising into our power is the way to really start changing a lot of the things that go on in our community and our society. I think when a person can recognize they have power they will always be in a position of no power
0: yes um
1: one of those things is first you know educating yourself um I think the sooner that we're able to understand the paradigms and the system and all the ways that we are put into these positions of um powerlessness Mm -hmm. we can educate, you know, educate others and uplift others out of that paradigm, out of that system and really understanding how to push our own narrative for. Um, And I think that a good example of that is kind of what's going on in the Black community right now. Yes, we have to fight that fight, probably first. (laughs) Because, you know, just in general, that affects all of us. But I think as women too, as black women specifically, because we know that there have been um, powerful movements, women's suffrage movements and things like that for the white woman. But the issues that affect them, yes, they may affect us in some in some way, just as a woman, but we have two completely different life standpoints you know like what is affect what affects them doesn't really affect us it, or it affects us in a very different way and usually in a more harsher way right so i think that as black women we yep. need to lead our own
0: women's suffrage movement <laughs> and not women's yes suffrage.
1: But
0: you know, yeah, like, yeah, y'all can't see me over here, but I got my fist up. I'm like, yes, please talk about it. I know, like, you know, we're trying to, yeah, we're 100%. Because none of these women, (laughs) throughout history, movements for women have never been about Black women. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now we're in a position where I think Black women, we just need to focus on ourselves because even as they make strides for women, Black women are not considered a part of that. And so I think that instead of us trying to, oh, you know, let's focus on getting women ahead, bump that. My focus is primarily black women. And if women as a whole are able to benefit, attach on, then cool. That's cool. But my focus, my primary objective is gonna be about how black women can get ahead. Because, you know, we keep waiting around for women to get a chance and then all of a sudden I have to tack on black women, sis my grandchildren's grandchildren will be gray and old. Okay. Right. And we can't wait that long.
1: (laughs) We can't. And I think the time to, you know, continue to be super humble and, you know, Mm. waiting around for people to understand all that we have to offer our power and all that we have to bring. That time is over. I I told my my mom (laughs) this like um, a couple of days ago, I was like, We are breaking down all generational curses. Okay? Curses, yeah. All that shit is done. Yeah. It's done. We're not accepting. Facts. We're not accepting the bare minimum. We're not accepting excuses. I don't want to hear how you thought it was supposed to be, how you thought I would feel, how you thought you was doing me, how you thought I should be true. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is what I know I deserve. Period. Period. Poo.
0: And... I feel like, you know, that's going to be our next episode really (laughs) is how to get that energy and keep that energy. And lastly, you know, I think along with educating ourselves, you know, I talked about this earlier, just being an advocate for women, I think is a very powerful position and anybody can hold that position. You know, it takes nothing um, to stand for women. And, you know, just you ladies, even listening into this, you're about women, right? Because this what we're talking about um but i think that you know not being afraid to stand up for women regardless of the size of your platform or even just in in your small friend groups you know like these type of conversations Shay and i have a lot and then when we're around other people we still want to have these conversations because um i think that by remind sometimes sometimes we need a reminder you know like life can be intense. And I think sometimes we some women um ourselves included just need to be reminded like we're we're here for each other one, but also like we have the power to to overcome this stupidity, you know, if you will. So um I think in general becoming and being an advocate for women and for black women um goes a long way and, and comes in many different you know forms and yeah um i
1: please. just want to
0: wrap that up by saying like
1: yeah i'm tired of everyone telling a woman what she is or what she isn't, is how yes. she has to be or how she can never be
0: yeah
1: i'm tired of that and i'm tired of us as well accepting that accepting sure. that <laughs> That shit is yeah. done i'm letting y'all know that all it is done mm-hmm. well tell me who i should be who I have to be who I'm mm. not don't tell me that I don't want to hear it yep.
0: <laughs> like no
1: thank you going forward we 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 are setting a new paradigm I think it is yes. time for us to step into our power and that power is that no one can define us only we can period With that I'm gonna wish you ladies <laughs> good
0: rest of your day
1: week
0: okay so ladies (laughs) thank you for joining us today um a little crazy yeah this is like this is a hot topic for shay and i i mean we did you guys nice by not talking for eight hours but we could so you know but let us know if you want if you want to listen in we got you on a five-hour conversation because we can get deep but um we just want to say like, don't forget to subscribe to our email list. Um, so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Um, you know, be sure to share our podcast with your girlfriends, leave us some reviews and let us know what you think. Um, you know, like we said, the next episode is going to be all about us stepping into our power. So, um, get ready for that. And, you know, lastly, We want to let you guys know that we are going to be starting up the Boss Babe segments again. Um, So we know this is like a personal fave for you guys. So be on the lookout on Instagram. Um, We'll be opening up suggestions for you guys to share any topics you want to hear or any of your favorite girl bosses that you want us to interview on our show. Um, and of course you can always email us or DM us anytime to share your suggestions or any comments that you have, because we love to hear from you ladies. We truly do. Um, and we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I guess we'll talk soon. Bye ladies.